Hi. Hello. I'm Julian. <laughs> and I'm Tom. We're Team Binge. Welcome to the Outer Range. Really bringing four. the energy today. I like it. I um, <laughs> Can you tell this is a morning recording? I totally forgot how <laughs> we typically introduce the show. So this is how we're doing it for now on. Thanks for joining us. It seems like it's been a long time since we've recorded, Tom, but it really hasn't. And a lot has happened in this show since we left it. <laughs> this one's called The Loss. Did you mm-hmm. like this episode, Tom? Yeah, I thought it was fun. It was a longer episode, I think, than the last one. This, I think, clocked in at an hour and three. So they did a lot of kind of detecting with uh, Joy, which I thought she was fantastic throughout the whole episode. Yeah, definitely. And then we get a little bit more of... Uh, uh, Wayne Tillerson and his psychosis, which we're right. sure we'll get into. <laughs> right, which starts off very early in this episode, which is good. Yeah, you yeah. make a good point. This one felt more like they leaned into the like investigation of the murder more. Like It was a lot of Sheriff mm-hmm. Joy. It was a lot of police work. And I look forward to getting Andy's messages on the police work and how accurate <laughs> it is. But Yes, our good friend Andy. We love you, Andy. This one opens up with... Nine months earlier. Do I have that right? This is nine months earlier? Yep. It had a little crawler on the bottom or whatever that said nine months prior or earlier, whatever. Okay. Because, I don't know, I felt like his obsession with this stuff should have gone, like, towards an earlier time, but I think we'll get into it. Anyways, we open up, Wayne Tillerson has brought a magic rock. Is there some (laughs) other way we should describe this, or can I just call it a magic rock? I like a magic rock. It's great. Although, I guess... I don't know what magic the rock brings yet, so maybe it's just a pretty rock. I'm going to say pretty rock, not yet magical rock. That's the I'm going to use that okay. whole phrase. Pretty rock, but not it's yet like the sorcerer's rock. stone, but the rancher's stone. Sure, very nice, <laughs> very nice. So he's one of his workers brings him the rock, and we have this weird flash where he like he sees it, and then we get a flash of him when he's a kid. Is that what we're seeing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of cuts to his feet like uh, standing next to the void and i don't know it's got it seemed to have like cowboy boots on but i think the assumption is yes this is him as a kid he saw this you know void at one point and maybe that's where the obsession grew okay it reminds me of the cut from like episode one where it shows the two kids like staring at each other and they give you no yes, context for sure so mm-hmm. i'm still under the impression that one of those is wayne tillerson um mm-hmm. great great plot here Where's the magic? No, where's the pretty rock that's not yet magical? <laughs> Abbott's wet pasture. Abbott's west pasture. Not their wet pasture. The wet pasture's <laughs> different. The west pasture. Uh, everything happens in the west pasture. I, I, I love it. Uh-huh. It's like someone should go live out there, like Autumn. He does. He's so excited about this rock. I've never seen mm-hmm. anyone so excited about a non magical rock, Tom. Will you describe what happens to Wayne Tillerson after he discovers, I guess? Well, the- he discovers the rock. He d- dismisses his uh, farmhand uh, kind of very quickly, gets him out of the room, which I thought was pretty much a jerk move. Sure. But then he just starts doing these little, I don't know, this this it can only be described as Wayne Tillerson type dance moves. Um, phenomenal dancer. Uh, and then he even starts doing a little bit of singing. Uh, and then again, phenomenal singer. I mean, this guy is just crushing it. Now, do you think the power of dance and song comes from the rock that he's holding over his heart, or do you <laughs> think that's something naturally that he does? 
I mean, it's possible. We're, we're definitely seeing where Billy gets it. Is that? Oh, that's true. That's true. Maybe Billy is the son of The Rock, and that's why he has the same abilities. It's a union between Wayne and a rock that created Billy. Actually, that's mm-hmm. not true because we meet the mom later. So throw that, throw that theory out. I'm not going to hold myself. It's an early to that theory. One. We're not going to chase that thread. We do some cool. I don't know. There's certain times where this shows like cinematography, and I'm not a nerd. You can do this better than I. Like <laughs> they do some really cool stuff. Like they slap the camera on the outside of the sheriff's car, and we're like screaming down dirt roads on our way to get to mm-hmm. the body. Uh, Sheriff Joy's on the radio, and she has a conversation with. I'm going to say his name is Deputy Matt. Is that her yes, like right hand guy? I actually, I really mm-hmm. like that actor. Like he's, <laughs> I don't know. Like, so, so I think his name is Matthew, Matthew Moore or Marr. Um, but he was in a show recently that me and my wife watched on HBO called uh, Our Flag Means Death, okay. uh, which is like a pirate comedy. Oh, is with he a New Reece Zealander? Darby. Yes. Well, I don't think he's New Zealander, but he's with, yeah, Reese Darby and uh, Taika Waititi in that. And he plays just like one of the crew on that pirate ship, and he's hilarious on that. So when I saw him in this show, it was after I'd seen him in that, and I immediately think of him as a pirate. It's great. Yeah, they made him out to be kind of like, um, who's the the kind of clumsy sidekick in, um, oh no, uh, Mayberry? Um, the sheriff Mayberry, you know, with Ron Howard when he's Opie, and uh, anyways, I know his, what you're thinking. His of. Deputy, I can tell what it they kind of make him, but he's actually <laughs> competent. He's like, hey, maybe you shouldn't leave evidence <laughs> yeah. in your drawer, and she's like, I know, <laughs> that was such I know. A great line. That's, it's fun <laughs> over the radio, but then, and I guess the other thing that made me, and maybe these don't relate at all, is they start playing Big Rock Candy Mountain, and I think this episode more than other episodes, like there's some. We'll just call them, I'll make this term up on the fly, needle drops, where they throw in songs that I feel like like they feel like they pertain and like have some profound meaning. Um, mm-hmm. I did not understand why Big Rock Candy Mountain was playing. Um, I did listen to the lyrics through the subtitles, and it is a strange song. <laughs> I don't know what it's about, um, but I recognized it from... It must have been on like an old Disney movie or something. Um, does There's that like make sense? almost a laugh track in the background too, so it's it's clearly it was a live recording or performance. But it is just such a weird dichotomy of what is happening in this scene of them climbing up this mountain to find Trevor's body, um, and it's all like happy go lucky or whatever. Right. And you know they're dealing with all this trauma in the show. It's it's very. Uh, it kind of jumps against itself right there's a line in there where he's like all the sheriffs have wooden legs in the big rock candy mountain or something like that and i was like (laughs) it's a town full of pirates unsuccessful pirates on their peg legs um pinocchios i (laughs) nice um they didn't say the whole body time just the legs there's a difference well um the and i want to bring this up because it's important big rock candy mountain reminds me of like, did you ever watch live-action Disney shows when you were a kid? Like the, um, like the Swiss Family Robinson or um, mm-hmm. the Frontiers guy, Daniel Boone. Like those type of. Did you ever watch those movies? Davy Crockett, Pippi Longstocking. I think so. Yeah. Did you? Did okay. You watch yeah, those? I was a Pippi. I was a Pippi head. You're a Pippi head. Okay. That's what it, <laughs> that song reminds me of. I should have done some research as to why it's important to my brain, but the song. I was like, oh, I know the song. I have no idea why. They go to Trevor's body. They make an interesting comment as they're um, 
I don't know. Andy, I've never investigated a murder, but these people are just tromping around <laughs> bodies. They're like picking it up and dropping it. Like they're like, oh, rigor mortis came and went. It's been that long. I, I don't know. I, I when they said that, I was like, oh, that's a strange comment to make. I didn't kind of look that up because I knew like of the term rigor mortis, but when I looked at the definition on the Googles, it says it's a stiffening of joints and muscles of the body a few hours after death. He says usually lasting from one to four days, which I thought was kind of interesting. Huh. Like we learn later that he's apparently only been dead for 10 hours, right. I guess. Right. But it's interesting that they're saying he no longer has rigor mortis, like it came and went, but it can apparently last up to four days. So I didn't know that. Here's how my dumb brain kept working is they would be like making comments about the body and like, oh, there's no drag marks and stuff. And in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, how did they get the body there without drag marks? Or why is the body only, how is it only 10 hours old? And then I'm like, Julian, he got thrown through the hole, the magic hole. So you got to kind of calm down. You're not going to be able to solve this. And neither of these police officers, but... Anyways. I'm just now realizing that drag marks is like tracks or dragging on the ground and not like, you know, things on his, uh, like he was like doing drugs, <laughs> track, like those kind of drag marks. marks. Oh, no. <laughs> that's what she he didn't seem drugged. That's I mean, great. he had a lot of like scratches and scuffs on him. Great. But uh, yeah, that makes more sense. He's <laughs> like, oh, maybe he, Matt's like, maybe he fell. She's like, from where? And on his throat? <laughs> Which, I don't know, that could happen, you know? Uh, we find out. He's like, she's like, oh, Royal, is this your land? He's like, no, it's it's uh, BLM, which is Bureau of Land Management. It's public land. But mm-hmm. later on, Autumn asked Perry, oh, did it, was that hillside on your land? He's like, oh, yeah, West Pasture. I'm like, wait, everything can't be in the West Pasture. First off, a pasture mm-hmm. and a hillside <laughs> to me seem like different. Um, maybe yes, I need agreed. to go back to like fifth grade and learning what land is, but... Um, that seemed strange to me. Anyways, we find out it's not on Royal's land. So Royal's like, well, gotta <laughs> wash my hands of that. It's not on my land. This is public land. Didn't we talk about in the last episode that when they saw the mountain disappear, I thought we had discussed that that was not when Trevor's body appeared. Like it wasn't in the same place. But I think we found out in this episode that that is the same mountain that disappeared and reappeared, right? Oof. I, I think they, they make mention of it later in this episode. Like she points to the mountain, like in the background when Joy and Royal are kind of like talking, I think, right. by her car. Um, and that's where they found the body. So, which makes more sense when you think about the body just randomly reappearing. It reappeared when the mountain went away and came back. Okay. We're going to need some help. We're going to need some <laughs> help from the audience. Please email us at teambingepodcast at gmail.com. I am of the understanding that it is a different mountain that disappears than the one that Trevor's on. Because I just think from a... First off, I don't... When they show that mountain that disappeared, it's so far away. And then these guys are just like... Mm -hmm. I mean, Amy hikes over to that mountain in five seconds, and she's on it all the time. (laughs) And no one cares that there are, like, big bears all over. uh, And these buffalo that will... Knock down a window. Buffalo are running wild. Card game. Anyways, I don't know, Tom. That's a great question. We'll have to, we'll have to search. We then are back in the living room, family meeting, but this time with the sheriff. (laughs) Family meeting with the sheriff. Um, This is how family meetings should go. There should always be a peace officer in the room, making sure your mom's not screaming about you. 
uh, are screaming <laughs> at you. The Abbots are all there, which I thought was interesting, but I guess she's a minor, so they've got to have some sort of parental. The beginning mm-hmm. of this, where um, Josh Brolin's like, you want some coffee? I just put a, I just put a pot on. Very <laughs> like, I'd be like, oh, that guy's the murderer. That guy, 100%. <laughs> the way he doesn't casually, and he's like, oh, what did you just make? Banana bread? Listen, if banana bread's been made in your house, you don't forget about it. There's just no way. Your whole house will smell like bananas. We find out that Joy is Sheriff Joy is allergic to bananas. Do you think this is going to come back at some point? Because they all make note. They're all like, oh, do you think Sheriff Joy is going to meet an unfortunate demise by banana? Yeah, I don't know if they were playing it for laughs. I feel like they were playing it for laughs just because we've seen seemingly two plus years in the future and Sheriff Joy is A-OK, so she hasn't been banana poisoned. Oh, that's but right. It's possible. It's possible. I feel like my brain has been thrown through the void because I forgot Joy's still, Joy's still alive. Okay, she could die from banana later in the future. but It lingers. Anaphylactic shock is a lingering shock. A lingering. That's why they call it shock. <laughs> it's, a long, it's a long poison. <laughs> Amy needs to lawyer up. This is the one thing I came out of this meeting with. Amy needs to be like, listen, I'm not having this conversation without my lawyer present. Um, they're asking her about... What was the, the what was the lawyer's term? The higgly piggly or whatever? Oh, the... Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Fugly wuggly? No, what was it? Something that sounds terrible, but it's just... Higgly piggly? We got ourselves a... I don't know. We'll... Uh, I, I've I've lost it. It's gone from my lexicon, but I'll bring it back. We'll find it. They're asking Sheriff Joy is asking Amy about the night that Luke and Billy showed up, and everyone gets involved in this conversation. But I think Amy does a pretty good job because she's like, "Hey, Grandpa was asleep. Grandma was there. Perry was there. Everyone's constantly trying to get um, get Rhett accused of murder." Even Amy is trying mm-hmm. to get Rhett accused of murder, <laughs> it seems like. Um, and then this is where we get Perry saying Rhett was with a girl, which mm-hmm. is a big pivot point of this episode. And for people that are all in on a murder, like these guys should have had a family meeting without the sheriff there where we all got our story <laughs> straight. Like, hey, where were you? Yeah. Where were you? What were we doing? So that we don't get in this this situation. It's like these people have never murdered before. It's but like we these know. people have never uh, murdered before. But Perry... Should know what he's doing, because Perry's murdering people left and right. Um, You know Perry made note of the banana allergy. Perry's like, oh, that's a new one for my repertoire of murdery. Uh There's a twinkle in his eye when he heard it. Yeah. Sheriff Joy walks out. She walks out with Royal. This is where she brings up the mountain disappearing. Mm -hmm. And then she starts asking him about, hey, did you take anything out of my office? And he's like, oh, are you missing something? Royal is uh, Royal is so convincing. I was like, maybe Royal didn't steal the buckle. I don't. I, this guy's innocent of everything. He's just an incredible, incredible murderer. He should be better about getting his family on board. Um, mm-hmm. Agreed. But, yeah, so I'm convinced Royal didn't steal the buckle based on how he treats that conversation. It was very good. He's like, yeah, are you missing something? She's like, yeah. And then he just kind of pauses like, all right. He does another one of those like yeah. long pauses, like just mumble. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. And then this is where we have, because she had sent a text to Deputy Matt while she's talking to the family. Mm-hmm. Hey, go find Rhett and like ask him where he was. And then her like guidance to Matt is don't let him answer his phone. Very strict order here. Don't let him answer his phone. Ask him mm-hmm. this question. 
I like Matt as a deputy. Uh, I feel like Matt really <laughs> failed uh, during this during his this assignment. Portion. He's like, he's like, I'm going to ask you not to answer that phone because he runs into Rhett outside the bank, who's mm-hmm. also with Maria, and he asks his question and then lets uh, Rhett answer his phone, which at the very <laughs> least, don't ask your question. Like, hold some cards. Um, mm-hmm. I thought this whole thing. There's something happening with the music during this that like just puts you on edge. Obviously, it's a tense moment, but I liked how mm-hmm. they did that. I liked what they were doing with the uh, with the music. I'm also convinced that Maria is part of a bank robbing crew because she doesn't seem to have any interest in like opening new bank accounts. But when she takes the <laughs> money out of the drawer, she's like, you can see there's some enthusiasm there. So I don't think Maria wants to be involved in the murder investigation later on because it's going to blow her cover for robbing the bank that's my theory that's fair i do like to point out that uh if you were involved in a cover-up from a murder you should probably answer the phone with from your accomplices just me yeah just me great point tom i wouldn't let it go to voicemail incredible point (laughs) hey if something's happening and your brother who you just first off you should answer your brother's vocal Rhett like stares at it for a while he doesn't seem to be in any hurry he like he's like ah, no. ignore I don't want to talk to I don't want to talk to Pear right now nothing's happening right now that could possibly uh, mean for me to to talk to him um, the other thing I thought was funny is when Matt's like hey who are you with and Perry tells Rhett hey you gotta tell him you were with a girl Rhett's like oh I mm-hmm. was with a girl um, this reminded me awkward. of, yeah, awkward, awkward because Maria was there, but it's like when a kid like doesn't have a girlfriend or boyfriend, it's typically, uh, I can only speak to the guy side of this, but when the guy's like, uh, I've got a girlfriend, she goes to a different school and you're like, yeah, that, that girlfriend doesn't exist. I think this is, I think they use it in the office at one point, someone's talking to Kevin and, and he's like. She goes to a different school or something like that, (laughs) which is funny. Anyways, Maria's going to be a bank robber. That's going to show up in season three, I'm going to say, of this show. Um, The slow burn. Slow burn. We're back at the Tillerson's house, and Mm -hmm. Billy's singing. it, It went from, I think, a little bit awkward for me to now, anytime Billy sings of this show, I'm just like enthralled stop what you're doing you listen it's a lot of fun and what is he doing while he's singing he's making a sandwich so this is another super weird close-up to start a scene we had it last episode where it was clearly a close-up on oatmeal that randomly transformed into ice cream sure um this is a super close-up on roast beef when he's making the sandwich and he's like squeezing mustard on it. It's like really weird. It's like almost like ASMR with the mustard squeezing kind mm. of like, I don't know, makes my skin crawl a little bit. Oh, it didn't but make you hungry? It, oh, that roast beef no. sandwich with mustard just made me very hungry. It's just weird. Like, I wonder if that's just, you know, a cine- cinematography choice to do that or if it has some sort of later meaning of weird surfaces. I don't know, but it was it was another odd choice. These guys got drunk and they were like, hey, you know, if you really close up on some foods, it looks like a planet. Let's do that in the show. And no one said no to them. So I, you're right. It is a strange thing. Uh-huh. And it's uh, Luke is in the room with him, right? It can't be, mm-hmm. it can't yep. be uh, the other one because the other one's dead. So no, it can't be Trevor. It's, unfortunately, it's, it's Luke and it's Luke and Billy. And 
I'm starting to feel for Luke a little bit because Luke is just surrounded by crazy people. Like between <laughs> dad, mom, brother, Billy. Like he probably is Billy crazy man. He's just a he's a lovable singer. He loves just enjoying life, making sandwiches. He even made a sandwich for Luke. Okay, there's something off about Billy. <laughs> like you can't tell me that Billy is completely normal. <laughs> Okay, listen, I'll be honest. At this point, Billy is, he's eccentric, but he's not weird. Yeah. Once he starts saying it and belting it at the funeral, that's when things get a little <laughs> weird. The falsetto and like the Andy Bernardness of that, we'll get to it, but <laughs> that is a little weird. <laughs> oh, man. What is he singing in? Uh, he's singing, um, Just Call Me Angel of the Morning, Angel. Rhyming mm-hmm. angel with angel, I'm going to tell you. I'm not a songwriter, <laughs> but that seems like cheating to me. It's a, a, a juice note, juice Newton jam. Apparently, I looked that up. Is is that person related to Olivia Newton John? I think it's her middle name, so I would I would guess not. But you know, I'm not a country singer expert. Oh, or is that a con- is this country? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Listen, I, Billy does a great job. It's country music. Billy does a great job, and this is where, unfortunately, Sheriff Joe Joy shows up to deliver some bad news. Uh, we find I like out. the transition of this too because it was Billy singing this song just like a cappella. Sure. And then it cuts to the actual version of this song, mm-hmm. kind of like the drums kind of pop in, and then you see the the sheriff's kind of car kind of slowly coming in. And I thought this was shot very well in terms of like their reactions and like the way the, the news was kind of delivered of just they, they didn't need any like talking or anything. It was just Joy opening the door kind of slowly and kind of seeing her like tip her hat kind of a deal. I thought it was shot pretty well. Right. And um, Wayne, obviously, as most of us do when we go into mourning, drapes himself in a buffalo skin uh, and just starts screaming. Um, Will Patterson? Will Will Patton. Patton. Will Patton. um, This guy just, like, I bet he was like, don't pay me. Like, I'm just going to (laughs) go hog wild during the show and do whatever I want. Because he is killing it. The beginning of this episode had a, like, um, language, nudity. It had one of those warnings, and it's probably, like, tobacco mm-hmm. use or whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that Disney likes to tell me. As, uh, someone's, anyways. Um, and I was like, ooh, nudity. Here we go. And it's just Wayne's butt <laughs> as he's crying. And I was like, oh, show. That's, that's mean. That's it usually mean. is male butt. It's, it's funny. It is just, I don't, I don't know what to make of this buffalo. I, I kept racking my brain throughout all of this. Like, we've seen enough Tom, buffalo, buffalo symbolism. The live buffalo, the buffalo on the wall, or the buffalo Wayne is wearing as he is mourning the loss of his <laughs> child. Which buffalo are it's we talking It's gotta be the same, right? Like, maybe there's part of this magical stone in this buffalo hide. I don't know. Like, do you think, I mean, I guess we gotta talk about this. That's gotta be the same buffalo, right? What's on his wall and a buffalo that's just trouncing around West Pasture and... You know, poker halls, that's the same buffalo. I'm not committing to that. I'm okay. not committing to I'm that going because to. because two two I think it's a Newton law, two masses that are the <laughs> same cannot um exist in different places at the same time. It's just it's just science. So Okay, Newton's um, law. Juice Newton's law. Juice Newton's law. <laughs> Um, that's what that song was about. Call me Angel in the Morning was actually about a buffalo. See, it was originally called Just Call Me Buffalo in the Morning. The the comment being two angels cannot exist 
uh, at the mm-hmm. same time. We brought it. We found places. it. We found it. We got it. But there. just super weird. I don't know what the, the symbolism of the buffalo is. I don't know why seemingly Wayne hates this buffalo because he is staring and cursing at it this whole time while he's in weird naked mourning. Uh, I don't I don't know what to make of it. Okay, let me ask you this. Is the buffalo a buffalo or is the buffalo a um a person reincarnated? Uh is the buffalo a deity? Ooh. Uh or is the buffalo just a buffalo? And is the buffalo just a buffalo is probably gonna be a t shirt at some point. Um <laughs> hash, hashtag is the buffalo a bu- buffalo. Um the because he tells a story about the... Uh, we'll get into it during the poker game, but I don't know. There's something happening with this. This Buffalo, This Buffalo, by the way, is a great actor. <laughs> this Buffalo has got stuff going on in its face where it like knows things. You're like, oh, oh, yeah, old wise Buffalo, tell us your secrets. That's all I think about when that Buffalo shows the up. The guy in this Buffalo suit is, is crushing it. Oh, 100%. The Buffalo that's on Look the out wall Emmys. is acting his heart out i was gonna say head off but that was too on the nose all right we'll get more into the buffaloes later this podcast is strictly going to be about buffaloes from here on out we're on the we're on the trail um which i'm sure buffaloes use so there's the correlation Mm -hmm. there good transition me perry and autumn meet up these two these two are gonna fall in love right perry and autumn are gonna fall in love and then perry's Probably gonna murder her. I guess is my like, assumption. The way Perry says like to to Autumn, like Autumn's like, "Oh, what are you doing?" He's like, "I'm looking for you." Oh, like, he just gives so much murder vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, one hundred percent. This is Perry. Perry the mass murderer is what we call him around the West Pasture. Um, we find out he's like, "Oh, one of our neighbors is dead. Found him on the hillside." She's like, "Oh, was that by the West Pasture?" He's like, "Yes, the hillside in the West Pasture." And I was like, "I'm confused." geographically what's happening here yeah i don't know if it's continuity error or if it's you know characters being confused but i yeah it there is a lot of confusing with i mean clearly this is not a pasture we could throw that out we can just say the pasture is they they call it the west pasture because it's just a square block of land sure i feel like you can give it a little bit of a a deal there that's fair that is the only issue i have with the show in terms of things i don't understand is the term pasture everything else (laughs) yep i and are we to the point, because everything's pointing to the West Pasture, they point out that the guy found the rock in the West Pasture. We're assuming mm-hmm. that whatever this rock is, is some sort of conduit to move between timelines, right? Is that the is that the going theory I, in your brain right now? I, I think so. Like, I, I, I still feel like it might just be remnants of the hole. Like, there, like the hole kind of comes, or the void comes and goes. Like, it's not always there. But like the remnant of that hole and the organic material, whatever it is, is like living in that land. Okay. They find it in the rocks. They find it throughout. When you say the hole's not always there, you're not talking about like during the course of the sh- like the hole is there right now. I'm sorry, the hole yeah. is there in episode four, <laughs> one through four. The hole is in the same spot the whole time, right? You're just talking Correct. like historically. Yes, yes. Sometimes the hole is not there. Yeah. There's okay. always some sort of weird element in that land, but the hole only appears every so often. Okay, okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Autumn wants a picture of Perry's wife. Is this the strangest request that anyone has made on this show, <laughs> other than show me your she feet? She justifies it quickly. <laughs> She's like, she justifies oh, it by saying, like, I might see her around town, it'd be nice, but this is another just off-the-wall question from her, that she has her agenda and doesn't necessarily care about being, like, buddy-buddy with 
Perry. Right. I've got an idea, Autumn. Hey, if you run into a woman in the forest, be like, hey, are you Perry's wife? You know, you don't need a picture to do that, but it is Listen, what it is. She's not in the forest. She's apparently driving around town in a truck. He, <laughs> that's true. He has a hard copy um, picture of his wife in his wallet, which no one has. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no one has. Because you don't think people what, still have that anymore? That's what like phones cowboys. are for. Good cowboys. I actually have thought it. about it. I was like, maybe I should have a picture of at least the dog in my wallet. Um, and <laughs> the um, I, lo- I watched Autumn's face when she looks at the picture, and they're you know, I, I chalk it up to acting. I don't know. Nothing seemed to happen when she looked at the photo. Like, I wanted mm-hmm. there to be, like, a lingering recognition. I wanted her to be like, oh, like, she, you could do better. Um, or, <laughs> like, she doesn't look like me at all. Something like that. Um, but I, w- I didn't feel like we were really giving any, given anything during this exchange. Does she keep the picture? Yeah, she keeps a picture, and and I'm with you. Like Autumn has an agenda with this, and I don't know if she's really actively trying to find Rebecca here, or if she just is wanting to kind of mess with Perry a little bit. I don't, I don't know her endgame because like even later she like introduced herself to the Tillerson at that uh, uh, the funeral, and it just I, I don't know what the purpose of it is. She has sure. just seemingly a lot of different motives. I thought this scene would have been better if when she asked for a picture he pulled out one of those sheets we got from school pictures that has like eight of them and then he pulls out like scissors and he cuts one out and then he hands it to her and then he puts the whole sheet back into his pocket well he turns it around and then writes rebecca 2008 yeah have a great summer Mm -hmm. here you go um oh 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 oh, oh. this is where we cut we cut from autumn's face to amy's face Mm -hmm. And they bear, mm. they bear a resemblance. They they do have big, beautiful blue eyes. There's a resemblance there. Do, do you don't you don't see the resemblance? I feel like you're humoring. No, me. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, they're I'm the not, same, I'm same not person. Josh, right? with you. They both both their names start with A. They're both both their <laughs> names both their names are seasons. Autumn and Amy. I love I love Amy season. <laughs> Amy season. Um, I do I I still what you mentioned earlier about. Um, her potentially Autumn being potentially his sister. I think that's a more interesting storyline and thread okay. than Amy being or Autumn being a future Amy. Okay. But I, I hear what you're saying. I, I think they're if 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 it's not actually true, I think the show realizes that people might theorize that and they're okay. playing with it a bit. Okay. I hope this show gets as confusing as Dark does, where you're trying to figure out who's related <laughs> to who and how it all comes together. That show was so great. They didn't explain. That's anything. what we should pod. We should oh, pod on Dark. I'll, I'll We'd pod spend on about Dark. three hours an episode. Me going, what just happened? <laughs> who was that? Anyways, then we're back in the kitchen. Perry and uh, Cecilia are talking. They're talking uh, because mm-hmm. she gets a call from the land or from the lawyer about the land, the assessor thing that's still going on. Perry wants to know why Royal reported the body so quickly. And oh, by the way, he told us he got rid of it. Why did he just leave it on the trail on the hillside? <laughs> yeah. A hillside in the West Pasture. These are all great, great questions. I feel like most things with families, this is just a life lesson. Communication is key here, people. Like, let's it let's is. talk about these things. Um, although she does then go and approaches Royal to communicate with him. Uh, and we find out over 30 years, Royal, not the greatest communicator. <laughs> yeah. She's like, this He's silence is different. This silence is yeah. different. 
and she wants to know how the body got on the hillside. And he's like, I'd like to know too. Not a helpful mm-hmm. answer. Like, be like, <laughs> Royal, I'm going to help you out here, buddy. Cecilia, there's a weird void hole in our west pasture. I threw the body in it. Eight days later, it appeared on a hillside. I don't know what to tell you. What hole? I'll show you. Let's get on horses. We ride out there. Boom. Cecilia's all caught up. We're all on the same page. I don't, like, how hard is this? Come on. But. Well, he makes the point saying, like, yeah, I think she says, like, you you have to try. And he says he's trying. And she that's when she says, like, you are not trying and, like, really goes at it. And right. I love the way the actress is, is just, she crushes this scene and just delivers it so well about, like, really calling Royal out. Because Royal's trying to play dumb here. And, like, I don't know what's going on. But clearly she's been with him long enough to understand that there's stuff that she's not telling him. And she's trying to give him that that space to open up, but she's at her wit's end. And I love the way that uh, the actress uh, handles the scene. It's fantastic. Yeah, she's she's great. Um, the All these characters are very believable in the roles that they're in. Like, they all look like, mm-hmm. um, like, I don't know. They just fit the roles very well. I do appreciate how she, like, she's like, was it Autumn? Was it that woman that's living on our pasture? She's like, <laughs> she's trying to throw whatever she can at the strange mm-hmm. young woman. Uh, living on their pasture, which I think she should probably be aware that her oldest son is a murderer and that she should be throwing blame towards him. Um, Agreed. But wait, she already knows it was him, so that wouldn't make much Mm -hmm. sense. I will say this, strong marriages don't hide holes or murders. That's just, uh, that's a a life lesson there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Royal then goes and visits the crime scene. Um, Mm -hmm. That caution tape's not keeping anyone out. The guy just shows up. He's just walking through it. When the crime scene people come back, aren't they going to be like, oh, those boots, let's go see if those are someone's boots. Oh, they're royal boots. (laughs) Royal, you're going to jail. Like, I don't know. And then what does he find, Tom? What does he find as he digs under where the body was? He finds seemingly more magic or... Fancy stones, but these seem different than the other ones, Pretty right? Stones because the with other no one magic that quality, please. Pretty stones, correct? No yes. Quality. The one that Wayne has is like inside the stone. It's seeming like it's like yellowish with moving black stuff, right? This is not that. This is just black rock that has like shiny elements and stuff to it, right? Like, and he later takes it up to like his vice and kind of like cracks it open, and I don't think we see anything that is the same as that kind of black moving material, right? Isn't it just kind of shiny? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I just thought he found another magic stone, but you do make a good point. I don't think there was anything moving in it. When the body shows up, does, do we get the scene where the body appears? Like, does the body fall or does the body just appear? No, we don't know. The body just appears. And I think we have to assume it just appears because if it fell from any sort of height, like there would have been more damage and stuff to it, right? Mm. And it would have shown up in that coroner's report. Right. That he fell on his neck. <laughs> we're, 
Yeah, okay. I thought it was a magic stone, but now that you bring it up, yeah, I don't know that the things were moving in it. So maybe it's a different, maybe it's a spent magic stone. Once you go through the hole, it, anyways, mm. I don't know. The I bank, like we're at the bank. Sheriff Joy visits Maria, asks questions. Very quickly, this alibi breaks down. And now we're back in the murder investigation part of the show where mm-hmm. Sheriff Joy then finds Rhett. She brings him down to the police station. Perry goes down to the police station. It's truth time, baby. She's got these guys on the rope. She's going back and forth. She's doing a great job. She's, I don't know, that actress is doing, like, great work. I I, mm-hmm. I enjoy. There's certain times where she's very funny, and there's also times where I'd be like, oh, I'd confess to the murder uh, very quickly, <laughs> even if I was not uh, the murderer. But, yeah. There's, she's just yeah like the way she delivers and is like setting them up to like tell the truth especially with maria i love the way she said that like let maria say her piece first and then realize like she's probably lying to you give her that bit out of like 10 times out of 10 it does not work regardless of your intentions it's not going to work well for people that don't tell the truth um and i do want to point out that i did call this about maria being the catalyst of uh kind of uh, outing Rhett and, and Perry and their okay. kind of deal. Cause everyone had kind of told uh, that Maria had seen it. Yeah. I, I thought that Maria was going to be the one to kind of spill the beans here. Yeah. Oh, they don't account for her. Like she's in the yard where, where he, when he gets beat up, she sees Perry mm-hmm. out there. Um, once again, communication here, Rhett. Hey, Maria, <laughs> like, you know, you gotta do this or say this or like, Hey, I was with you. You know, I don't know. Uh, just some communication with your accomplices. That's all I ask of a murder team. That's all. There's some. And rap- all I ask is just five five internet points for that. No, call. you got you get ten, Tom. You get ten. Oh, nice. Thanks. Spend buddy. them wisely. Uh, speaking <laughs> of internet points, there's some rapid, tense. I will call it silverware music that goes back and forth <laughs> as we're cutting between all that. I say silverware because it's like a clinking. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm no, not a musician. I, I've never played it's an like instrument spoons. in my life. Yeah, it's like there you go. Thank you. Spoons. Spoons are silverware. And like the jaw harp kind of stuff and like the little like flicking of the cheeks popping and everything. It's it's very fun music. Sure. We'll just call it silverware music. Um, <laughs> so Maria confesses to not being with Rhett. The my favorite line. Just not my favorite line of this episode. We'll get to my favorite line of this episode. Oh, I know uh, what your favorite it, line is. It has to do with Carl. Um, but she says to Rhett, with a straight face, she goes, I can't even deliver it. She goes, think about that rodeo career. And I was like, oh, man. I... <laughs> She's like, listen, the guy's worked hard. She's spent like, listen, seemingly 20 years of his life. You got 10 years in the rodeo game, man. 10 more for that pension. You know, that you're the union, <laughs> like think they're going to kick you out of the rodeo union. They're going <laughs> to take away your benefits. She's like, think about that rodeo career. You're almost vice president of rodeo, you know. I hear they're <laughs> they're going to be moving you up to director level rodeo. That line of think about that rodeo career just absolutely killed me. <laughs> I loved it. According to Maria, she lets Sheriff Joy know that Perry was the last person in the lot. Uh, there, mm-hmm. There's a weird thing here where Rhett is really offended uh, when when she goes, uh, Perry says he doesn't know where you were. And Rhett's like, oh, Perry said that? And I was like, yeah, his other option is to say you were driving in a pickup truck with a body in the back here. What What is Perry supposed <laughs> yeah. to say? He wants to say, I don't know where you went. Because if he says, oh, he was such and such place, then... 
and you don't and know Rhett what he said. Different. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't understand why Rhett. Rhett just feels like the brother that, like, obviously he's a little bit of the black sheep or whatever. Um, but he just feels well, like I feel like Perry. Perry is more the black sheep, right? Like because when they like the lawyer eventually kind of comes here and like breaks it up, seemingly when Rhett has to answer some kind of tough question. As they're going out, Rhett and Perry kind of go at it. But then Royal goes to Perry and tells him, like, you know, be smart for once. Like, it just being very cold and ruthless, seemingly, to Perry. So I don't know, has Perry done... Clearly, Perry's murdered a lot. Right. But, um, and, and maybe Royal's just at the head of his wit's end. Like, this is the last murder I'm going to cover up for you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. The... My... <laughs> I just... I, I guess what I was getting at is, like, Rhett is... Considering like the the drinking and waking up and and we oh we don't know where he slept last night yeah. that sort of stuff mm-hmm. like I feel like he has this like and he even makes a comment in one of the other episodes like you can't put this on me and the dad's yeah, like yeah. and Rolla's like we're not putting it on you like no one's going to jail for this not if we mm-hmm. have to murder this whole town we're we're the <laughs> Abbots the murder and Abbots um anyways that's kind of what they're gonna do they're gonna put a tent over the hole and then show people like hey come check out this mystery (laughs) tent who knows what's in it and one by one everybody in the town just and then eight days later uh they show up on the mountain one by one and they walk down um thank god for lawyers that's all i'm gonna say thank god for lawyers old mustache lawyer pipe smoking mustache lawyer shows up and he's like boys we're going home I love, I mean, I love how shows do this. I'm pretty sure there's some, like, processing that's got to happen here. Um, it's been a long time since I've been arrested, but, like, they don't just release you. You know, they probably take a little, uh, take some It was interrogation. It wasn't, they weren't arrested at this point. That's fair. Um, and this is where we get those conversations in the, uh, in the, in the parking lot where they're walking to the car and mm-hmm. Royal's like, let's not do this here. Rhett's mad at Perry. Perry's willing to mm-hmm. confess. Perry's like, I'll go in there and tell him what happened right now, which I don't think is a bad, I don't know. I don't think that that's a bad call or are we just too deep at this point? Do we go, do we have, I to think we're too, deep. we're too deep. It was self-defense. I mean, I don't know. You can make the argument for self-defense, uh, could have, but at this point, at this I don't point, think you can. <laughs> and and explaining how the body got on the mountain is also a little bit of a well a and they don't know any of this yeah they know the body's there but they don't know any of this about like it's been eight days but there's no rigor mortis like they're clear they're, they're very quickly going to be like exonerated because of the coroner's report and like none of this could have happened uh you know on that night so that's fair um, that's fair yeah. that's a good point that's a very good point uh, this one ends with Royal and Rhett in the truck together, and Royal's like, "What do you need from me?" And Rhett's like, "I I don't know." But then he says, "Turn back time," which I thought was interesting. Like he wants him to turn. Like, hey, can you turn back time? That would I fix d- things. I don't think I caught that. But now that yeah. you say that, I mean, Rhett's gonna grab a bunch of rocks. Or I'm sorry, Royal's <laughs> gonna grab a bunch of rocks and jump in that hole. He's gonna turn back time. Um. <laughs> A helicopter shows up. Who shows up in the helicopter? This is Patricia Tillerson, Patty Tillerson. So I had theorized, I lose three internet points for this one because I had theorized that uh, the mom was no longer in the picture. Um, But you thought she was still around. And yeah, we get her coming from her helicopter, apparently from Aspen. So she lives in in Colorado. She lives in uh, Rich Aspen, flying that helo. Um, I'm assuming she flies it herself. I don't know how any of that works. 
And <laughs> it's funny because you can tell there's just like Billy being the youngest. There's like, oh, the youngest kid relationship. Mm-hmm. You can relate, Tom. You're the youngest of three. <laughs> I, um, I hold my mom's purse all the time. <laughs> Billy hold my purse. <laughs> and then uh, you could tell uh, Luke's not real into this uh, into this relationship. Uh, his mom riding back. And then we have mm-hmm. uh, Patricia talking with Wayne. And she is very concerned as to why the investigation took so long. And then mm-hmm. they get into this debate, and we, I mean, good storytelling here is she left. She went to go live in Aspen. Uh, Wayne didn't want the boys to live in Aspen because Wyoming is their home. And then Wayne yells Wyoming probably 30 times, I think, during this <laughs> conversation. He just keeps yeah. screaming Wyoming. And I was like, I've never won an argument like that, just yelling the same <laughs> word over and over again. I think I'm going to start doing it. I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of politics on the news, and I think <laughs> I could start winning some arguments if I just scream Arizona <laughs> over and over again. So he has an affinity to this land. Like, do we? We don't know how long Wayne Tillerson's had this ranch. Has this ranch been like in, in the Tillerson family for generations yeah, as well? Because when it they do been. the okay. when they do the map. Um, they talk about the Tillerson Ranch. Oh, that's right. 72 is, versus is, 78. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like six years older. So yeah, it's been in the Tillerson okay. family longer than the Abbots have been around. Um, yeah, and okay. I completely understand. I wouldn't want to leave that house with all those dead owls. Um, <laughs> but they talk about the Abbots. She brings up that Luke thinks Perry and Rhett did it. Uh, Wayne, mm-hmm. knowing how to read a room and how to transition conversation... Very quickly stops talking about his dead kid uh, and brings up uh, the West Pasture. And this is apparently an old obsession of his, trying to get the West Pasture. It's at least nine months old, I would assume. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, pick up that rock over there. And this is more about money. Or this is about more than money. I did not understand that. I, I guess, I don't feel like the show has given us enough, right? To know, I guess, I don't know. He makes that comment off the cuff and I'm like, okay... So they're telling us it's not like a valuable stone, the magic Well, rock. I think she sees it, and her first thing is like, oh, is this worth something? Is that why you're going after oh. his land because you want to like mine it? But he's like, no, this is more about than just money. And I like his lies. Like, it's more about money at here. I play here, toots, which is just very debating, but a great delivery by, by Wayne. The second thing I'm learning from Wayne, how to win an argument, scream one <laughs> word over and over again, and then end a sentence with toots. Uh, Call people which I tried, and <laughs> uh, my wife uh, no longer lives here. She left, so uh, <laughs> I would not recommend calling people tits. <laughs> he does say, but she's had enough of this. So right. th- there's clearly been that obsession, and I think, like you talked about earlier, what we're seeing is a kid Wayne in these flashbacks um, that likely saw this whole probably with Royal, like they probably grew up. And he's been pushing this, you know, from her perspective, like his conspiracy theory about craziness going on in the West Pasture. And she's she's clearly had had enough. And I think she even ends this conversation by saying, like, I'm going to focus on the police work while you sit here and lose your mind and die, which is <laughs> great. Harsh. This is very good. Very good. Yeah, you're right. He makes the comment. This is what we've all been looking for. And I really would have mm-hmm. asked for like one more sentence. Like, what have we all been looking for? Which he gives us, 
by singing a line from Home on the Range uh, about the stars and their glory. The third thing I've learned from Wayne about winning an argument is randomly sing a line from a song at the end to confuse your opponent and also the audience. Um, Are these stones, are they remnants of a star? I don't think that's how stars work. I could be wrong. Um, Listen, maybe that maybe this is like a it's a comet or something that kind of fell down from the sky, created this hole, and left the the stardust. Is he touching on your uh, multiple planet uh, theory that you've been redditing so hard <laughs> about so since hard. the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Royals at the county assessor's office, and this I just everything about this <laughs> so great. Uh, this man's name is Carl. I think it's like Carl Carlson. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to guess his full name is. Uh, he's from Texas. He's just eating Fritos. Just eating Fritos. Oh. And Royal is getting more and more agitated as he's trying to talk to this guy about something that's extremely important to him. And this county assessor is just throwing Fritos down his gullet over and over again. And I, I, oh, I, it's so great. He grabs him. And, well, first he says, he says something like, hey, here in Wyoming, we stay out of people's business, which I think is funny. It's like, no, he's a county assessor. This is kind of his business. You know, it's his job. Anyways. Well, and he does, yeah, like, the county assessor here does this, like, whole, like, set of lines, you know, declaring how people in Wyoming are are morons or whatever, just kind of clearly showing, like, that he's good old-fashioned bigot. Um, oh, because he's like, oh, which, you guys are letting anyone come in or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, Kimmy Kardashian and Kanye West are buying up whole towns and whatever. And that's where Counter Royal's like, yeah, we just let people do their thing, kind of a deal. That one didn't age well, because I don't think that's <laughs> no. together. <laughs> but Royal. But then that's where Royal confronts him and grabs him. Royal. He hits the man in like his most sensitive spot. Which is he crushes his Fritos. He grabs his Fritos and crushes them. And he's telling him, he's like, cancel the hearing. And he's like, I've got a, he's essentially like, I've got a hole like with your name on it. And you know what's not in that hole, Carl? There are no Fritos in that hole, Carl. Like, there are no Fritos in that hole, Carl. It's probably the greatest line uh, ever delivered by any actor in any show i i I enjoyed every moment of this josh brolin when josh brolin read that in the script he was just like oh i'm gonna destroy this i'm gonna i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna win an oscar i don't know how that's how it works but i'm gonna win an oscar there are no fritos in that hole carl um i loved it and he thought he thought he was cutting really really deep here with Carl because he's he's chomping on these Fritos throughout the whole scene. The camera work even does that like close up on the mouth where he's just chomping oh. away, taking that grape soda between bites. Uh, just a slob of a human being in this scene, and such a brilliantly delivered line that will will certainly go down in this show's history. Now, I guess I mean really what the path we need to go down is: Does Royal know there's no Fritos in that hole? Has Royal spent enough time in the hole to know that there's no Fritos there? If you throw Fritos down the hole, do they appear on the mountain eight days later? What, you know? So I think it's a little bit unfair of Royal to assume there's no Fritos in the hole, but I see what he's getting at, you know? Okay, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. We're then at the coroner's report. I guess he's done the autopsy. 
Patricia uh, Patricia Tillerson's there. You can sense there's some sort of um, like past animosity between Sheriff Joy and mm-hmm. uh, Mama Tillerson. And very quickly, uh, the coroner we establish is a weenie uh, who's being bowled over uh, <laughs> by this person. And Sheriff Joy is like, no, it's illegal for you to be in here. Uh, we, of course, have the rich person threaten the public servant with the election. Mm-hmm. Um, always a good move. Always goes well. I mean, it's what Luke did, right? So she's yeah. just mirroring what uh, what Luke was Yeah, Luke and her are closer than Luke probably uh, wants to be <laughs> or understands. Mm-hmm. Um, she does point out that Sheriff Joyce never handled a murder before, which I thought was interesting. So um, it sounds like Perry has not been like caught or... Got rid well, of all it's a of the Sheriff bodies. Joy. She's a new sheriff, man, oh, because it was the other guy that Perry's, just passed away or whatever, all Perry's right? Perry's other murders were under. Yep. And she, no murders on her watch yet. She apparently didn't investigate the former sheriff's murder, who I'm assuming Perry <laughs> killed because he got too close. Oh, man, this is all unraveling now. Perry killed. I thought the, last the former sheriff. sheriff was known as riding cows, and he rode one of those missing cows into the hole. <laughs> We still haven't found the cows, man. This is, the cows we're we're, we're veering off the central mystery. That's true. We still don't know where those two cows are. Patricia leaves, mm-hmm. which is great because she seems like an unpleasant person. <laughs> we find out that the body was only 10 hours old. There were no drag mm-hmm. marks, no like dirt or anything. And he's like, yeah, I wasn't doing drugs. How did yeah, no track marks? That's right. How did he get on the mountain? And once again, this is where my brain was like, man, that is a mystery. How did that body get on that mountain? Like, <laughs> my, my brain just rejected everything it'd seen prior to. So, I enjoyed this. I feel like it, it, if they've established that this is, this is the, and I'm going to go with the vein that this is the same mountain that disappeared. Okay. And he appeared on it. I'm going to say that this isn't technically the same mountain. This is a mountain from a different time period. Okay. So it's a mountain that disappeared in their time period. And what came back is the mountain from the future, whenever, uh, where the body fell. Okay. So I think it's it had to all come back together. Okay. So if you do some carbon dating on that mountain, I think it's it's wrong. Or it's, it's not the same time zone. Okay. You think that's probably... Less or, or, or less than 4,000 years? You think it's uh, not as old as the Earth? It would have been cool if the mountain was like half an inch like smaller. I guess yeah. that'd be difficult and to measure. No, no, no. You'd pick that up on camera right away. <laughs> I would have texted you. Hey, the, the mountain that just appeared in me, did you notice it was a half an inch shorter? <laughs> I think this is why they're not calling us to make shows, Tom. Um... <laughs> You caught something on the on the trauma that the coroner coroner picks up on. He on. says, and I think we, I had mentioned this when they talked about it because they when they were fighting in that parking lot right outside of the honky tonk, there was that punch to his throat or his windpipe that right. like made just excruciating noise and sound. And <gasps> they confirm here from the coroner that yes, that he sounded is, like the cave troll. That is how he died. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that is how he died. So. Apparently, all those extra punches that uh, Rhett did were just for fun. Didn't, need to, didn't need to happen. Oh, you're Perry. trying to throw Excuse this me. on Rhett, too. See, this is why Rhett gets angry. <laughs> Rhett gets angry when people accuse him of murder. No, it was Perry. Yes, all those extra punches. <laughs> they were just uh, fun beating 
a lifeless body punches. In insult to injury. Beating a dead mm-hmm. Tillerson, I think is the phrase. <laughs> Very nice. Yep. Then we're at the funeral. <laughs> the camera goes in. Because Billy's got the microphone kind of like, just like intimately tight. tucked in tight. And he's looking down and he's doing a sway. And he's singing Don't Give Up by Peter Gabriel. I had to look up who sings this and what the song was. But just, he's an icon. I, I'll buy all of <laughs> Billy's. I'll buy all of Billy's cover albums right now. Just pump that stuff into my, into my, his shirt is phenomenal. It's like a oh yeah dress cowboy shirt, but it's black, so it's like a dress cowboy. I'm assuming when you go into the cowboy store, there's a funeral section, and it's like, hey, you're gonna mourn, but you're gonna be able to rope and ride in your mourning shirt <laughs> right afterwards, um, right afterwards, or go to that wake and play poker and drink whiskey uh, and still look good. I just but I mean this is great. This is such a treat, right? Getting two doses of Billy singing. We've we've talked about getting hoping that every episode we get at least one Billy song. Getting two here, I feel like we're a bit spoiled. I do appreciate Save, that. They should have saved it for the two. finale. The finale is going to be a letdown <laughs> in the sense, unless they give us Do you think they give us three Billy songs in the finale? Really? That'd be incredible. Listen, this is the reason why I'm still watching the show. Uh, but the cut to Officer Matt uh, giving like just super bulged eyes to Joy <laughs> yeah. uh, was just so great. He's like, "What is going what on? What's going on?" This, I don't want to give like any more credence to this guy or the show, but everyone because of the pandemic watched Tiger King, and this reminded me of he sings at a funeral entire game oh that's right and it's yeah. like i don't like that guy's deal was he had to make everything about him like he like mm-hmm. i don't feel like billy has that same i just feel like billy is the type of guy he's got a gift and like <laughs> he wants to share if it with he the world sees an opportunity to bless people with it like uh-huh. regardless of the situation he's gonna bless people with that songbird voice of his mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> Patricia doesn't interrupt Billy's song, but she interrupts that boring pastor reading the same uh, funeral <laughs> verse that every every show is like, hey, we've got a funeral. What Bible verse works for this? Oh, do the one about there's a time for everything. All right, got it. Um, and they always do it. But I did appreciate the pastor didn't seem to like skip, miss a beat. He's just like, all right, I'll pick mm-hmm. up now that we can see the guy's <laughs> face. Um, yep. I guess she just wanted... What she wanted people to like see what happened to her boy. I, I don't. I don't know what. Yeah, the I think she's was. trying to find guilt in the uh, the abbots because she oh. is still on that train about okay, the abbots are the one that killed my son. She opens the casket to then, and then obviously she it shows her staring at all of them, and the camera slowly pans over each abbot, and then it ends on Perry, and then Perry does that little thing where he just kind of seems awkward and then like looks away which immediately she puts the saying okay he's guilty of sin yeah she's columbo over there she's like oh it's perry <laughs> and i was like i'm pretty sure if you opened a casket at a funeral there'd be a lot of people that were know, like yeah. oh I'm, I'm gonna like where should i look i'm gonna look at my feet i'm gonna look at the sky yeah. oh there's a buffalo Agreed. wandering over there um <laughs> the buffalo they should have the buffalo wander over and knock the gasket over that would have been better um <laughs> Oh, and this is where we have the meeting of Autumn and the Tillersons. She compliments Billy on his singing. She's got great mm-hmm. taste. And then she talks to Wayne, and Wayne's like, who are you? Um, and I 
think she just tells him she's on him. Like, hey, I'm on him. There's not much to it. I feel like this is just setting up future conversations. Like, they needed them to establish a relationship between Mm -hmm. Autumn and Wayne so that way later when they meet or confront or bump into each other, they know who they are. Because, yeah, there's nothing outside of just introductions here. Yeah, I thought this was going to lead to them, like, having some sort of conversation about the West Pasture or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But then the next thing we find her in the card game. So... I think yep. maybe we'll ha- we'll flash back to the conversation they have between the funeral and the card game, um, mm-hmm. because I feel like the Tiller. I'm sorry, the, yeah, the Tillersons and Autumn have some important things to discuss. We also get Sheriff Joy in civilian clothes, being like, "Well, it's pretty gutsy for the Abbots to show up if they're <laughs> the murderers." Um, and mm-hmm. Royal is an incredible con man if he is a part of this <laughs> the and cut to royal who's just standing in yeah. like the cemetery yeah. just kind of looking around nobody yeah. by him this no. is a great cut yeah i love it he's, <laughs> he's great at a funeral they say <laughs> they're doing a wake at the saloon um classy very classy. classy that's where i i would like to my wake to be at a saloon and <laughs> Red apologizes to Maria. Maria's like, hey, I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on with your family, but I don't want to be a part of it. I can't be your mm-hmm. alibi. And Sheriff Joy and Royal talk very cryptically at the bar. I just want to point <laughs> yeah. out that um, Royal orders a beer. He takes mm-hmm. one sip of that beer, has a conversation, <laughs> then leaves said beer. Does not return to the beer. Uh <laughs> Every show does this. It drives me crazy. I'm going to get a drink. The drink's going to cost $8, and I'm going to take one sip, and then I need to leave this drink. This, I just No, no, man. This is, this is a wake beer. Wake beers are free. Wake beers are free. Oh, that's, that's true. Uh, they always put out their best at wakes. And he goes into, he's like, you ever wonder if the world isn't what you think it is? There's no law, mm. no order. It's just chaos all the way down. We just put a guy in the ground, and now we're drinking ourselves silly to fend off the dark, to fend off the end. <laughs> I was like, what? While what? creepy violin music plays throughout yeah. this whole sequence. Like, like, it oh, gets this... darker and darker. This is quite a wake <laughs> conversation. I was like, all right, interesting, <laughs> cool, that's fine. Uh, what was happening here, Tom? What, what, what is Royal getting at? Like, we're... I don't know. Royal, Royal's operating on a different wavelength than the rest of us, I feel like. I don't, because Joy at this point is, she doesn't know what to make of it. She's still like, I'm going to keep following the facts. I'm going to keep doing what I do, and I'm going to make sense of this. But I think the idea here is Royal understands that none of this makes sense. And he's not telling Joy about all the details, but he's just letting her know that, you know, you can't explain everything. And he clearly can't. He doesn't remember the first nine years of his life. He knows very little to nothing about this whole, and as we see in this upcoming scene, he's starting to get more and more freaked out about these minerals and rocks and all that kind of jazz as he um, confronts Autumn about it. So I think he's he's uh, unraveling a little bit here too. Yeah, because so like right now, <laughs> Sheriff Joy's world is like a murder investigation, right? Like mm-hmm. Royal's world is weird void hole, uh, rocks buffalo throwing bodies (laughs) like and i don't think it makes you seem less like a murderer to be like it's all chaos (laughs) and everyone's gonna die and you're next sheriff like i just i don't know it was a strange um 
You're not making you're you're not making your case there, Royal, as to why she <laughs> should helping. stop investigating your family. Yeah. We cut Cynthia's at the wake too. She is approached by one Carl Carlson Cleaver. Um, <laughs> guess what? The hearing's not canceled. The hearing's been moved up to next week. Uh, <laughs> and tells uh, Cynthia he doesn't like threats. Tell Royal I don't like threats. And I thought, yes. is there a difference between the hearing being moved up? I guess maybe they've got to give up the land earlier. I don't know. I don't feel like government and trials work that quickly. But it is what it is. It's <laughs> nice to see that Cleaver's got a backbone, you know? Uh, and he's not worried about that Frito-less hole. State Trooper <laughs> by Bruce Springsteen starts to play. Do you know this song, Tom? Are you familiar with this song? Uh, I, I don't think I was, no. Okay. Uh, State Trooper by Bruce Springsteen. I think it's on like the, his Nebraska album. Uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Dustin Kentrew who does a cover of this song. It's just a great, mm-hmm. it's a great song. Bruce Springsteen version's great. The Dustin Kentrew song's great. Um, I really like this song. I felt like they should have played it through the whole rest. They should have played the whole song for the whole rest of the <laughs> episode. Stop. But they only play it uh, up until we get to the poker game. But Royal <laughs> enters this back room that's super dark. This brings me back to that guy's review of the show. He's like, I don't know what these people are. I can't see anything in this show. It's so dark. And I, I kind of saw his point during this one. There's people standing around the wall in this, but like for reasons probably, I mean, obviously purposefully, they you can't see them. They're just silhouettes. Um, mm-hmm. So he starts playing poker in a back area. Is this kind of... Well, I think we see... As he comes in, like, Autumn is seemingly taking everybody in there for all they're worth. Like, she's right. kind of won the last pot. She's kind of putting it in hers. People are getting up from the table. And I think this is probably just an area in the saloon where they needed some background characters. They didn't want it just to be Royal and Autumn in this scene. They wanted to be not necessarily witnesses, but um, being able to have them kind of have more witty rapport back and forth with, with an audience. So, yeah, they're just still kind of hanging out while... Royal says, like, hey, let's play some five card. I wonder if out here there's a place with a backroom poker game where I can stand against the wall and laugh at people's jokes. That's <laughs> or listen to them tell stories. Um, they start Royal and Autumn start playing five card, which is a version of mm-hmm. poker. Uh, I'll give you the floor for the next forty seven minutes. You can tell us uh, how five card is played. Um, I want to point this out and because I'm a details guy, Tom, and I see all the angles. Uh, this game opens up by Royal Royal rolling up his sleeves. Uh, he mm-hmm, it does. He he rolls up his sleeves, and he never mm-hmm. unrolls his sleeves. Tom, they are rolled okay. to mid forearm, both arms during this game. I just want to point okay. that out. Okay, we'll just remember that for later. Remember, okay. yeah. Put a put a pin in that. Um, <laughs> do you remember when we put pins in like the first lasso episode, and then I don't think we ever went back to any of those pins. We're still working on it, guys. Those of you that are holding out for those pins. <laughs> when we get to season three of Lasso, we'll readdress those pins. He asks her to show her his feet, which mm-hmm. is all so that he can tell. It's like, let let Josh Brolin cook. So he gets to tell a... Right. Um, he gets to tell a story about the devil playing cards. And he does a great job. I was like, I don't mm-hmm. know that we need this story. I don't know what this story's telling me. Uh, if you found the deeper meaning in it, please, you know, help me out here, Tom. But it's just like <laughs> let Josh Brolin cook. And it's like a Cormac McCarthy story that Cormac McCarthy would 
uh, would would write in one of his books. And then by the time you're done with it, you're like, what did I just read? Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's just interesting that to me, it's yeah, the, like the devil and like the deity and like what we got with the opening line of this show kind of talking about, I don't know, like what was Cronus. it? It was uh, Kronos and yeah, like gods and mythos and all that kind of talk. But I, I, I think what I like about this scene is he's saying like, Hey, you show me that you're not you're not cheating, or you're not going to cheat in what we're doing. And the way the sequence ends with him being the cheater, right. I thought it was is you know the kind of interesting bit about this story because he even says like she's like okay, boom, she puts her feet up on the table or only puts one foot on the table. Right. I we don't have the other ones put clothed. both. <laughs> um, but he's like, she's like, okay, now you put your feet out. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Which do we think royal? What do we think? Do we think Royal has uh, cloven feet? Cloven, cloven feet? It's possible. Hooves. Um, she calls him out for being a walking cliche. She's like, let's get some beers. And he's like, oh, and a whiskey. And she's like, Royal, you are a walking cliche. <laughs> I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. They then put the stakes on the table, which are mm-hmm. she bet, or he bets that she can stay as long as she wants, um, but he wants to know more about the rock. And then in the mm-hmm. middle of discussing the stakes, who shows up? What old friend of ours shows up in the middle of this <laughs> poker game? I mean, very friendly. The the uh, buffalo comes in and the buffalo knocks. You know, it hits the door a couple times. As buffaloes and do. And they're like, hey, I'm coming in. And then they got that cool little sign barn door that will kind of open just on the top half. Um, and the buffalo kind of pokes his head. And you can kind of see it, too. And obviously, this is the same buffalo, but you, if you look in the background, you can see it kind of blurred out, the one arrow still sticking out of this buffalo. So this is, so it okay. confirms it's the same buffalo. I missed the arrow, but I'm just glad there isn't a different buffalo to bring into the mix. I'm glad <laughs> we're staying consistent. Um, and the buffalo and royal communicate via, I don't know, facial expressions, buffalo brainwaves, uh, and mm-hmm. he decides that he's going to up the bet, and he's going to. He says, "Hey, I'll give you all twelve hundred acres of the west pasture. Uh, I'm assuming that includes the hillside." Um, and does he is he doing this because at this point he doesn't even know if he's going to own it in a week's time? So he's could theoretically put up something that is going to go away immediately, anyways. No, this is him knowing he knows how to cheat at cards, and he yeah. just ups the bet so that she thinks she's going to. You know, he's I don't know what the poker term is, bluffing. I think he's he's bluffing in order to try and get her yep. to mm-hmm. um, throw the necklace on the table because that's what he ultimately gets her to bet. Right, is the stone around mm-hmm. her neck. Um, he's got a two, and that two magically turns into a king. I gotta be honest. She's got a straight, right? Flush. She's, she's got, got a flush. flush. It took me a second to realize that a full house was better than a flush because I was like, "Oh wait, oh, yeah. she still wins." But straight flush, full house. Yeah, that tells you how much poker I'm playing. I do appreciate like we we play cards a lot with our our wives, and every once in a while, like between card games, I'll just throw out five card and I'll sure. just give everybody uh, cards. And usually, the best hand will be like a pair of twos or you know ace high the fact that like in like a trope in movies and shows they can't have somebody win with you know a pair of kings he gets a full house and she gets a straight they both get what they need and want it's good right things. yeah the most uh <laughs> the most like authentic card playing that's ever been showed on film 
is Casino Night on the Office, where Michael has nothing and <laughs> loses it on the first hand. That's been my experience any time I've ever played any played poker. I guess my question is, is Royal so good with cards that he gave her her hand, gave him his hand, knew Ooh, that cool. she would, you know, uh, bet because she felt like she had a good hand, but he dealt himself a better hand. I like that idea, yeah, because he does a lot of that shuffling, and there's incredibly skilled card players that can like literally shuffle the deck and stack it so you would get dealt something that makes you stay in the game, and then you get something dealt better. But what doesn't make sense with that is then why would he deal himself a two? Like, why does the camera pan to him fanning out his cards very slowly a la Maverick to see the two and not the other king? Well, because you would never deal yourself... If you're cheating, you wouldn't deal yourself a hand where you didn't have to change out a card, you know? He's got to change out a card, right? Mm, Doesn't he? Doesn't he change out a card? She changes out a card? They both... He has to change out it. Well, he had... He changed out. Or you're talking about when he drew. Yeah. When he drew, he he had two pair. When he drew, he did he not get two. a king or a queen. Yeah, he got the two. Okay, I'm not the devil. I don't know how to cheat at cards, but royal is. So, <laughs> um, we find out he wins because he gets in the pickup. He opens his hand, and the necklace drops out. And mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen the scene where she had to give him the necklace, but they don't give us that. And then he's mm-hmm. at this point in his jacket, like an outerwear jacket. And he very coolly pulls the two out of his sleeve. Those mm-hmm. sleeves did not exist during the poker game, Tom. <laughs> I yeah. cannot say this enough or too loudly. Those sleeves did not. So I'm out. I on tried this to rewatch show. the I'm scene. I'm done with this too. show. I'm out on this show. <laughs> I tried to rewatch the scene, thinking, okay, can we? If you're an eagle eye, can you see when he cheats? Can you see when he like? No. Reaches down to his cloven hooves and pulls out this extra king or whatever it might be. But yeah, it's it's not. It's just kind of a little bit of Hollywood. I'm assuming between the ages of zero and nine, he was a dealer on a riverboat in the Mississippi. And then he fell through the hole. <laughs> and so he brought all the card chart tricks with him. This cuts us to Wayne watching Gunsmoke, um, which is an old Western show. And is he lay- he's laying in bed, right? Laying in bed mm-hmm. watching Gunsmoke. I think so. Or sitting in his chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's staring at the Buffalo throughout the sequence. Oh, he's not watching the show. He's missing all yeah, the plot. It's points. on, but he's he's watching Buffalo, as one does. And as one does when they're watching Gunsmoke, he gets startled and he spills his Clamato. And it falls <laughs> all around the rock and it starts to... Mm-hmm. Is it bubbling? Is it moving? What's the Clamato I, doing? I, I want to say it's bubbling, but like that would imply that it's producing some sort of heat but he holds it and doesn't have anything like i don't know what's really going on i think just the idea is that there's some sort of strange cosmic energy coming from this rock that can mess around with properties of other organic material maybe because i was wondering too is did his sickness start when he started holding onto this rock like nine months earlier i think he was kind of coughing but i'm wondering if or the yeah the nine months earlier kind of deal they showed in the very beginning is this rock exacerbating his illness maybe i don't know good good question tom and we've been on record we're not doctors um (laughs) but here's our advice drink clamato and it will heal all the ills no you're Mm -hmm. right because in that shot he's at his desk he's not hooked up to any machines he's he's dancing he's singing um (laughs) yeah he's perfectly fine so good point maybe the rock like the proximity of it him holding it to his heart um mm-hmm. is what's uh 
what's really it's messing with the sticker killing him yeah that's true that's what i was thinking about when he held the rock to his heart i was like oh be careful of your ticker but this is a guy <laughs> that likes to make his ticker move fast or whatever the heck mm-hmm. his line was <laughs> then he's all of a sudden driving out to the west pasture he's ripped out all his equipment uh he sees a light out there he's driving he's just like he's gone crazy and I really wanted him to just take that truck, fall into the hole, and just cut the credits. <laughs> cut the credits. I actually did think he was going to fall into the hole. Um, but instead of falling like into the hole... he what? Yeah, car and all, yeah. Uh, and then that truck just appears on the mountain eight days later. Um, he doesn't fall into the hole. He finds the hole. He stops. He gets out. Mm-hmm. He seems very excited. His excitement is cut Can short. Can I say well, real quick... Real quick, before before you get to Royal attacking him here, what's your take on the light? Like, I thought that was very interesting. He's just all out there, all by himself, trying to run around the West Pasture to find who knows what. Uh, well, probably the hole, right? Because I think we've established he knows what the hole is maybe from when he was a kid. But there's, like, seemingly a light that shines that takes him to the hole. Because it, 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 it oh, wasn't there, it Royal appears, and the then hole. it comes off. I thought he saw the light that Royal probably had. Oh, and then maybe okay. as he approaches, Royal turns the light off. And that allows him to sneak up behind mm, okay. and do cowboy karate, uh, where <laughs> he picks up this sick, frail old man and throws him on the ground. Uh, and then they okay, punch that each makes other a lot more sense. A couple of I times. was thinking there might have been something more supernatural-ish to this. Like, why did something guide him to the hole? But no. that makes more sense. If I thought Royal was, was there. there. He saw the light. The okay. Royal. Royal probably hears the vehicle, turns the light off. Uh, and then Jungle Cat attacks him from behind. Um, <laughs> One, two, three, attack! <laughs> there seems to be an obvious uh, move that Royal does not pull. Uh, Two hands shove into a yeah. uh, the abyss of a All hole, of a sudden, but... Royal's real worried about throwing... Th- he can't stop throwing things in the hole in the first one. He's like, shovel, cat, cow, dirt. <laughs> but now he's like, oh, I don't want to push this old man in the hole. Um... But this ends with Wayne knocking Royal out. And what's the knockout With the magic weapon? rock, I yeah, believe. The magic rock. Yeah. And then drives away. And we see Royal lying in the grass. Wayne maniacally laughing and driving away. <laughs> and cut to credits. Do you think Wayne's like maniacal laughter and freaking out is just his like finally being able to validate like he's not crazy like he saw this hole when he was a youth potentially he's been chasing some sort of fever dream and now he sees it and it exists and he's just over the moon about it i don't know i mean what has the hole brought him in his life because like we see the cut of kids but we don't see the kids with the hole necessarily do we or do we see the kids standing over the hole when they do that quick cut. When it we're cuts, chasing quick cuts from episode one. <laughs> and we're supposed to divine something from that. I, I'm struggling mm-hmm. with that. I I just feel like Wayne's outside of his mind. And mm-hmm. it might be to your point. Because he's been sitting around this weird. Pretty but not magical rock. For the last nine months. <laughs> and it's messing with his brain yeah. Wayne's. And he's talking to mm-hmm. buffaloes. I don't know. That's a good point. I don't know. I'm still in though, man. The show is just badass crazy, it's, but I am in yeah. for it. It's well done. <laughs> I, I, I've been engaged. I have no idea what's happening. I mean, and I'm just hoping this isn't like the first season of seven because I want some answers. And if I don't start getting answers <laughs> soon, I'm going to start throwing people in holes. And there's, do you know what's not in those holes, Tom? Fritos. Fritos. There's no Fritos. There's no Fritos in that hole. Carl. <laughs> 
Anyways, uh, theories. We want people's theories. You can email us at teambingepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure we messed up a dozen things. Don't don't correct us, but if it helps <laughs> figure out this mystery, then we'll take those. You can hit us up on Twitter. Tom, what's our Twitter? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, at uh, Team Binge. Join us, follow the conversation, like, comment on our stuff. We always appreciate the feedback. If you have time, uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or a podcast of your choosing. We always appreciate it. Um, and uh, again, having a lot of fun. We're four episodes in, so if you're further than us, just be careful on the theories. Don't go too crazy. Uh, we want to try to you know solve this uh, together on it by our own. Um, but always appreciate the pod, Julian. You're doing better detective work than the after party. Yeah, I know. Oh. Thanks, thanks, <laughs> thank you for bringing yourself down to my level after you saw the tits. after party. Oh, you were just the best. Um, just all right. call me Angel in the morning. I'm going to go look up on YouTube and see if there's a supercut of all Billy singing. Actually, I'm not going to do that till we're done with the show. Can't do it yet. Can't I don't do want anything revealed to me. Um, <laughs> it would have been great in that scene where Royal comes out of the hole and it's like the future um and there's like all the lights and everything if billy was singing on a platform <laughs> the stage that, that would be great he's become like a pop they're like oh it's billy he's become a a pop icon in the last two years uh that's that's my main theory right now what happens to billy okay. and his singing Good. career um all right tom great talking with you we'll be here next week for episode five uh which we don't know what it's called but this one's called the loss so Uh, I have been Julian. I've been Cowboy Tom. Till next time, everybody. Hee-haw. Hee-haw.